Postpartum can be super stressful, especially those first couple weeks, and it's really easy to get behind on chores you're, and be isolated, be alone. This podcast is to give you a little bit of grace, knowing that your one job is to keep a baby alive. The rest of the tasks in your life are things that can be held at bay. They don't have to be perfect, and you don't have to have your life together. Right now, you're, you're in survival mode. And the big survival mode right now is going to be, how do I keep this baby alive? And so I gave some practical tips in this episode to help you through that, and I hope you enjoy. A suggestion that your life doesn't have to be as stressful in postpartum. Hey mama, are you in your third trimester and starting to freak out about the postpartum period? We'll take a deep breath and welcome to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, a naturopathic physician and a fellow mom who's been in your shoes. From mindset techniques to holistic strategies for your health, we'll empower you to navigate motherhood with confidence and vitality. So grab a comforting cup of tea, or who are we kidding, coffee, and let's dive in to this incredible chapter of your life. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Can I let you in on a little secret? You're probably spending way too much time preparing for labor and not enough time preparing for postpartum. Postpartum is a zillion times longer, and I want to help you with it. So check out my free training at www.thenewmomnaturopath.com. That's thenewmomnaturopath.com. It's a 40-minute training that helps you prepare for postpartum with confidence. So today I wanted to talk about the fact that you're probably putting way too much on your plate and it's causing you to be overwhelmed. So in postpartum, you're going through a ton of things. And that's needless to say, overwhelming. And you're also at a time where growth is exponentially occurring. And that's for you and for baby. I think a lot of times everyone wants to focus on the baby. And yes, the baby's growing so much and it's hard to keep up and they're going through sleep phases that are difficult to manage and they're learning how to nurse and they're learning how to you know be awake in this world but you're also learning you know the idea of feeding your baby whether that be through bottles or nursing is a challenge of figuring out how to make it happen you're learning a new skill set and then you're learning a new skill set of figuring out how to address your baby's needs and how, trying to introduce yourself to this child that can't actually communicate to you and as I've stated in a couple of podcasts your HPA axis which is your hormone modulation pathway in your body it's what connects your adrenals, which are a gland above your kidney, to your brain, and it has a lot to do with glucose regulation, it has to do with cortisol management, it has to do with that stress response. And in postpartum, that's something that happens throughout pregnancy, but then in postpartum, you have a very significant and biological change to that system because instinctively you have to keep a child alive. 
And so it does, your body does whatever it can to heighten the stress molecules needed and to alter your response to those stress molecules so that you can keep that child alive, even when all you want to do is sleep. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's you still are in that connective phase with your child. And your child definitely does not know that you are separate at this time. They literally think that they are you. They don't have a, a way to actually assess that they are separate from you, but also your mindset is really glued on this child. But when I say all that, you're also going to have a lot of stimuli around you that is stress-inducing. It is going to increase that cortisol, and at some point, it's going to increase epinephrine. So to clarify the two, Cortisol is your long-term stress response. It is a stress response. Adrenaline or epinephrine, that is the same molecule, is what you get in response to a really big stressor in the moment. And it is the like huge fuel of the sympathetic or your fight or flight. It is the fuel system of getting you to go. And if you have a stressor, whether that be dishes or laundry or a friend's coming over or dinner has to be prepped or your husband is looking at you like, you know, with one eye closed and you're like, what the heck? Why are you winking at me? Like there are many other <laughs> reasons you could actually have a stress response. And then the reality with this n new uh, structure of how your HBA access works, you're going to have a heightened response to all those things because they didn't ever exist like they didn't exist in your mind to this degree before because you're trying to be this perfect person that you know has all the laundry in place and you have a place for your small towels and you know where the spatula goes and you have your dishes all put back into the nightly nicely organized cabinet and you really want the trash to get out every day and you want to make sure the trash actually makes it into the trash can and like there are all these things in your mind that you have to do that you have to do to be the successful mother and you look at this perfectly curated instagram world and think like this has to be perfect and even if you're not to that level maybe you're sitting there going like i'm <laughs> i'd be happy if the dishes were done and i had a clean toilet like they're <laughs> There are levels. I, I know everyone has a different level of what is stressful and not around the house. But it is very hard naturally, instinctively, to know the difference between taking care of your child, the needs of your child, and keeping them awake and keeping them alive, and also just things that will always be there. Stressors that will always be there. Things that you will manage over time. You will figure out how to get the dishes done. You will figure out how to work on mindset techniques you'll figure out how to juggle all of the things you'll figure out how to nurse or how to feed your baby in any way that you decide to you'll figure out how to pump if you need to you'll figure out how to go to pediatric appointments and get all the questions right you'll figure out how to have conversations with your partner that are productive and not just bickering or blaming or fighting with each other You'll find ways to get through your life. But the one thing that you have to do today is to keep that baby alive. Is it fed? Has the diaper been changed? Does it need sleep? Does he or she need sleep? Have we done tummy time? Have I cuddled? Have I tried skin to skin today? 
all the questions that are going around in your head. Have I kept this baby fed? And have I changed their diaper? You don't have to stress about developmental milestones. You don't have to stress about are they in a wake window? Is this an appropriate wake window? You don't have to stress is this, have they eaten, have they like, I mean, obsess over have they gotten enough drink? Have they gotten enough, like have they peed enough? You want to be able to track those things, yes. You want to have a general idea. Did they get enough urine past their system that they filled and wetted enough diapers? Those are questions you want answered, for sure. But do you have to stress over making sure that you calculate? I started on this boob and then I went up to this. Like, I, they, just, they nursed from my right boob from, for five minutes and then I switched to my left. And then, like, they wanted back on the right. And then, like, you calculate all those things and you have it all neatly in a spreadsheet and you're super organized and you want to know all these details. No, you don't need to go that detailed. You don't need to. They Apps for how to track postpartum and all of the developmental milestones that go through you don't have to keep that detailed. Are they eating enough? Are they peeing enough? Are they are they growing? And you will know. It, it is like, are they actually changing? Because I swear you'll blink and they will grow. And it looks like it's like the most crazy thing in the world <laughs> to see. And, you know, it, it, even when it comes to milestones of like rolling over and sitting up and like, you know, all the things that come within that first year or two. The moment I started working about working, the moment I started worrying about it, it was like a week later, they were doing it. It was like a week later, he was fine. And I shouldn't have worried. I, I spent so much time worrying, like, oh, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Oh, look at that. Now he's running everywhere. And it's easier to say in hindsight, don't worry about it. But I would say that if you're being consistent with pediatrician appointments, when you when they get sick and they're not eating as much and regularly, make sure they're actually having enough to put diapers. You know, a baby can get dehydrated fairly quickly. Those are very accurate statements, you know. And, you know, as they're having regular bowel movements, if they're breastfeeding, reminder that they can be constipated and that can be normal. Um, but if you also have questions, there's zero problems with making an appointment with your pediatrician. I would make a qualifier here is that go to your regularly scheduled, inter- regularly intervaled pediatrician checkup point- appointments. They're pretty frequent in the first year, and so you should have time in which to get your questions answered. And so in a lot of ways, I would just keep a notepad around you and say like, oh, I had this question about her developmental da 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 Get those questions written down and then bring that note to the appointment and make sure that you have all the information that you need to make sure that you're they're meeting milestones that you feel they should. And any question that pops up in your mind that you feel tempted to Google, <laughs> I want you to hear my brain, me and your brain, loud, loud and clear. Stop. 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 I know you're going to anyway, but stop. <laughs> stop. Um... It is super important that you don't go down the rabbit hole of Google. It is super easy to do and very easy to be misled. And so I encourage you to keep that notebook and say like all the questions that I have or all the scary thoughts that I can have, I'm going to address at this appointment with my child's pediatrician. And they should be there to answer your questions. 
And you should be able to tell the nurse when they're like, oh, what it, do you have any concerns? Be like, yeah, I have a couple questions I want to ask the doctor. Like, very simple, very casual. You don't have to stress about it. And then if there's something that you really, 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 really need answers to right now, book another appointment with the caveat that if it is an acute appointment and it's not an official wild child check, sometimes that can be charged weird with insurance and or if you're in the United States, um, and or if you do it as an acute visit, whereas like that's typically a sick visit, you might be put into an acute visit setting and your child could be exposed to viruses and other um, microorganisms that would be putting them at risk. And I honestly, unless you really needed to, I would avoid doing anything but your pediatrician's appointments unless you really have to just because there is an increased risk of getting exposed to a, um, a, a, a um, contagion of some sort. Now, obviously, I'm not telling you not to go to the doctor. If you have a question, book an appointment, get your answers. You aren't supposed to know the answers to these questions, and a pediatrician has not only gone to a medical school, but they've gone through residency, seen and talked about it with a hundred, hundreds of kids, thousands of kids. They've worked their whole life to be able to figure out exactly how to help you and they should be there to answer your questions when you're worried so keep on top of those appointments make sure you're going yes they're not just for vaccines they're not just for like the quick little pamphlet you get about developmental milestones and a weight check that that is part of the visit but most of the visit is to reassure you that you're doing a good job and then the second is to answer the questions about your child's health that you don't really understand or you don't know um, and it's really easy to panic. It's really easy to worry. And I just want you to know that your job in this first couple months is not to go on some crazy diet. It's not to figure out what kind of like um, world problem you can solve. It is not the time to start organizing your entire house. It's not the time to start a business or a time to, and I'm speaking to myself on that one, um, it isn't a time where you're going to be spending on your home and maximizing space in your home, maximizing time, being efficient. It's a time for you to be internal, introspective. It's a time for you to enjoy with your baby and learn from them. And quite frankly, it's a time for your brain to be mentally bored and not have excess stimuli or excess pressures on you. Now, that's easier said than done in our society. Maternity leave in the U.S. is not very good. So I understand that that's not a possibility for everyone. But remember, your priority is keeping a baby alive. I saw the other day Elise Myers. Um, if you don't know who she is, she's a um, TikToker <laughs> and influencer. I feel like, I always feel like that's a like a dig to say to someone now. I don't know. Anyway, she is, I love her. She's amazing. And um, she was posted the other day as like, with her hair a mess, was like, I had one task to do today, and it was to do my hair. And I and I loved it, because I read all the comments, and everyone was like, no, that wasn't your one task. That was the one task you wrote down. The one task that you had today was to keep a baby alive, and gosh darn it, that's freaking hard. So, stop trying to be a Miss Beauty Queen. You don't have to have matching outfits. You don't have to have your life together. You just have to keep a baby alive and enjoy those beautiful, amazing, smell-good postpartum snuggles. And they are amazing, and it is so fun, but it is so hard because there's so many things to do, and you don't know, you don't know how to balance it all. 
give yourself grace, mama. You're doing a good job. Even if the dishes are starting to smell and you haven't swept in a week and you have eaten off of paper plates for the past two days and can't find a fork, it's okay. It's okay. Ask a friend to help you with it. Don't be ashamed because they, if they are not a parent, they will, when they are a parent, they will be, they never become a parent. Then also if they judge you, they're not your people, like get someone to help you. Have mother, your mother come over, have your father come over, have a friend, a colleague, somebody come help you. And give yourself grace if that's not a resource available to you. The dishes will be there tomorrow, whether or not you clean them today. And I hope this helps balance your priorities, maintain a less stressful day, and it was a way for you to relax and say, I'm doing a good job, even if it isn't perfect, even if the world seems like it's falling apart. I hope this helped. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at thenewmomnaturopath.com. And as always, please join our Facebook group, The New Mom Naturopath, on Facebook. Have a wonderful day.